Everybody. Welcome back yeah, to another day on the show. Next, my man David Bray, interviewing some of the finest people in the sport of wrestling. And uh, we're actually back again. The slew of guests. Yeah, we had our man. We had our uh, farewell. Farewell. Our our Clorox uh, wipes and our our toilet paper all piled up on the desk. We thought we might never see this place again. And you ate all the Stroop waffles. <sighs> I got a stomachache. And then now we're back. Yeah, yeah. We're back. And we got a bunch of guests back on the show today. Um, let's bring in our first Jordan Cutler, Lehigh University. And I, w- I just want to ma- pull back the curtain just a little bit, make this clear. I uh, I goofed. I um I had been communicating with Jordan over the last couple of days about coming on the show. And I texted him this morning, hey, we'll hit you up on Skype and in a few minutes. And he's like, wait, today or, or Friday? And I scroll up and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I got. I screwed this one up. I, I told him we we're gonna do this Friday, and thankfully he's a great sport. He's like, no problem. I'll do it. So, thank you for saving the day, Jordan. How's everything going in your world? Thanks for having me on. It's it's going well on this fine uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And and first thing, I just want to let's take a, if you can like maybe just take a quick lean back. Let's uh, peer at oh, that yeah. shirt you just gave me. That's a pretty cool shirt. Yeah. Explain that to <laughs> us. Uh so we get um we got some shirts ordered. before. Okay. I asked everybody for a Pat Nose shirt because I made one in my master's program, and all everybody on the team and all the like alumni were like, "Where did you get that shirt?" I was <laughs> like, "I just made it. I don't know. Just been wearing it to all the duels." Yeah. yeah. Everybody was like, "Oh, I want to get in on this," so I put out like a huge order, and a bunch of kids on the team got Pat Nose shirts. And Coach Santoro so. is like, he's an awesome guy, but I think everybody knows he's like, he shies away from the spotlight. He doesn't like that, usually to be the center of attention, right? Yeah, yeah, he's Pat's the man, and obviously he knows everything because he's he's the wizard. But he doesn't like um he doesn't like that center of attention. So <laughs> yeah, you got to give it to him though; he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, I guess talking about Coach Antoro and Lehigh, um, and kind of over the last week or two, been getting talking to a lot of different athletes and coaches about getting their story of kind of how things unfolded on that Thursday when the news came out about the NCAA's being canceled and. Um, kind of how you found out a lot of people were in the middle of a workout or just getting started or just finishing and some teams kind of collectively grieved together or kind of went through that, I don't know, whatever kind of process you want to call it. But what was that, what was that kind of like for you and the guys at Lehigh? How did it all kind of come out and play out? Yeah. I mean, um, I remember I was on the phone with my dad early in the morning and everything, I just felt like everything was escalating so quickly uh, we had just had EIWAs, you know, we got the job done and, you know, that was just the stepping stone towards Minneapolis. That was a stepping stone towards winning a national title. So, you know, I was feeling really good about my training and everything. And, um, you know, I was on the phone with my dad and he was like, yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with the NCAA basketball tournaments. Like if they cancel those, then I think you guys might be screwed. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, I guess time will tell. So fast forward to like, I think it was like around 12 o'clock, they made the announcement that all those tournaments were canceled. So I was just like, all right, this is, this is not good. So, you know, I was texting back and forth with Chaz a lot. I was texting back and forth with McFadden. Like those are my boys. And, you know, we're just like, there's no way they're going to cancel it. Like they could take the fans out. It's okay, whatever. But, you know, we're still going to show up and wrestle. 
Um, yeah, they just kept canceling. It was like the NHL, the NBA, all the basketball. It was just one one thing after the next, and I was just like, it's it's only a matter of time here. And I remember Ray called me over to his office. He's like, hey, get over here. So I went over. It was all the coaches just sitting in there, and they were like, so you're coming back for another year, right? Because they're going to give eligibility after they cancel this tournament, right? I was like, ah, I guess so. We'll see. I mean, they haven't canceled yet. So, um, yeah, we were just over there just hanging out. And, you know, they eventually they made the announcement that it was canceled. We called a team meeting right there. And Pat was just like, yeah, I mean, you know, this was a great season. We had a great end conference tournament. But, uh, you know, this is sort of a little bit out of our control here. We don't really know what's going to happen next. So, you know, everybody just stay supportive of one another and really focus on school right now. So the team's really – I mean, I'm I'm really hurting – I know other guys on the team are hurting, you know. I'm everybody across the country is hurting, but um, you know, it's it's kind of out of our control and it's probably honestly for the better that they they pulled the plug on this because we don't really know how bad it's going to get slash, you know, it's already getting pretty bad. So, um, again, there, I mean, there's there's nothing that you can really do, but um, you know, now you got to focus on school cuz that's that's the next it's the next thing in line. Yeah. Um, how, how'd you spend the rest of that day, you know, after you got the news and you had the team meeting and, you know, coach gave you guys a speech, did, did you kind of hang around the wrestling facility? Did you just kind of go home? Did you, did you go, did you go back to your place and pack your stuff and, and go home home or what? <laughs> no, how was it? I'm still in my place in Bethlehem. Uh, it's, it's nice, it's nice being here just because there's not a lot of people right now and, uh, I can just focus on doing school. I got, I just do these like zoom calls every day lectures and you know i just get that done and take care of whatever else i gotta do but um yeah i just i don't know i left caruso just bummed out feeling weird and went back just kind of hung out I, I called chaz i called mcfadden we were, we were all just talking for a little bit um yeah and then i just you know kind of later on in the day just went to hang out with my team because like they're they're the only ones that are really around right now some guys and uh i just thought you know it'd be good just to hang out with them Santoro said I could come over for dinner, you know, he, he felt bad, he was hurting, but, um, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned talking with um, yeah. Chaz and, and McFadden, you know, both a couple of seniors mm -hmm. themselves. Like, how were those conversations and, and you know, did, did you guys bring it up that how – Shoot, this is for seniors. This is, you know, kind of it, unless they, they do something next year for us. Yeah, I mean, I've been wrestling with McFadden since I've been like 10 years old, just in my basement. My dad would just go down there with us and oh, awesome. put us with us, and we would, you know, wrestle live, play wrestle, figure stuff out. Uh, I remember he said something, and he was like, yeah, man, this is going to be it. I was going to leave everything out there. I was just going to be at peace with everything. This was the last hoorah. I was like, dude, me too. And, you know, that really kind of just rings true. I mean, with Chaz, it's a little bit different because technically he still has another year of eligibility. He's not really sure if he's going to be taking that or not. But, um, you know, he's – I feel for him, he's hes never been on the podium. And I know that was one of his goals. He wanted to be an All-American. So, you know, to have an undefeated season and, you know, be seated third at the national tournament and then have that kind of just stripped, that's – man, I, I feel for him, man. That's, that's really tough. So – Sure. You know, just I'm I'm there. I'm always there for them. They're there for me. So just 
keeping that constant support, you know, we'll get through it. We don't know what's going to happen if they're going to give another year or whatnot. So how did, you know, take, take how you felt, you know, the day you got the news and, and, and how that made you feel and compare that maybe to today or I don't know, two weeks later, how week and a half later or something. Um, has there had any time to let it sink in and deal with it better or, you know, some perspective, whatnot? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. It, it honestly, it's keeping me up at night a little bit because I was, this was, this was it for me too. Honestly, this is my fifth year. Right. Um, right. I was at peace with myself. I was doing everything right in the room, sports med wise, nutrition, sleep, everything was just kind of, uh, everything was on track. You know, I was going to go out to Minnesota and really just go out with a bang and, you know, it kind of just all got halted short. It almost feels like, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, there's just, I have more to give, you know? So, um, I just, just, I'm, you know, I'm just dealing with it pretty much just how everybody else is, you know, it, it really sucks. And, uh, you know, I would say I still kind of feel the same when they now compared to when they, you know, came out with that announcement just because it was so, I don't know if this has ever happened I never thought that I would ever be a part of something that would get canceled to yeah. this magnitude, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. um, just doing what I can to keep my mind off of it, honestly. Sure. Um, sure. 50 years senior, do you have, what, what was your major? Do you have like, some guys have jobs lined up or they are planning on doing something. Some guys kind of figure it out as they go. Um, did you have a plan or a job? And, and if they did, which it sounds like they won't, but, uh, if they would do an, extended year would you would you want to wrestle more uh yeah so my my major my undergrad major was behavioral neuroscience and then my i'm in my master's now it's a master's of engineering and technical entrepreneurship it's kind of just a year-long program that um you know i could do as my fifth year just just to wrestle my last year so i'm in that now uh, i'll graduate in may and yeah i got a job lined up in um orthopedic medical sales starting june 1st uh, in the Lehigh Valley. So I'll be sticking around here, Easton, Allentown, Bethlehem, Quakertown, those areas. And uh, essentially, I'll just be a, um, I'll be a resource to the surgeon in the OR. So, you know, I'll be an expert on the stuff that I'm selling and I'll be in there with the surgeon. And if, if anything goes wrong or he needs help with anything, you know, that's, it's my job to kind of speak up and, you know, assist. So uh, I'm really excited for that. Um, I had an internship this past summer, and I actually, for the last two credits of my undergrad degree, I was able to work for the company sort of as an independent study and get two credits towards my degree. So, um, you know, I had it made. It was, it was really cool, and, you know, the company culture is, is awesome. The, the people that are involved are great. Um, and in a sense, it, it's kind of like wrestling. You know, there's, there's a lot of competition in the medical device world, and, you know, you got to work hard to get what you want, so... You know, my whole life I've been training towards a goal and working towards a goal. And, you know, I think I'm going to transition nicely into that. Um, and in terms of another year, uh, I, don't, I don't really know yet. <laughs> yeah. those, those questions are still up in the air. Uh, I was talking with the owner of my company and, you know, he supports me wanting to, you know, stick around and wrestle another year. He said there's always going to be a place for me at the company. So uh, having that is pretty reassuring. But Again, like you were saying, there's so many unanswered questions right now. Um, I'm not really sure 
if I would take the year if they gave it. I, I don't really know. I don't know if they would give the whole season or, you know, you would just wrestle the second semester. So there's a lot of things to take into consideration. But, uh, you know, when we cro- I'll cross that bridge when we get there. Jordan, you mentioned that you're right now doing classes on Zoom and you're kind of like kind of just like video conferencing classes. Is it is it like weird to try to kind of go back to class and accomplish even those academic goals in this sort of new reality is I mean it just seems like it'd be really kind of hard to maybe focus and I don't know how do you, how's that been going yeah I mean it's my the program that I'm in is pretty unique you don't really see too many one-year master's programs and you know it's literally like all my classes are in one building in one room it's like in a basement like with no windows because you know there's there's other students in my program that are actually sort of developing, you know, their own companies. They're, you know, they're developing their IP protection. So it's sort of always under an NDA environment, wow. non-disclosed agreement. And, um, you know, that was like kind of tough for me, you know, even like during the season, I would have to go into that just every single day into that same room in the basement, you know? So, you know, now it's, yeah, I don't even know what it's like. It doesn't. It almost doesn't even feel like real right now because you know you go, you log on to Zoom, you see the teacher, everybody else on camera. You know they gotta share their screen, go through all the lectures for the day, and then um, you know we're supposed to have like a sales module coming up. They're gonna have to get that the professor that was supposed to teach that on Zoom. You know, so it's I don't know. It's it's a little weird, but you know nothing's really changed in terms of like academic goals you know I'm I'm still going to stay on top of all my work uh my professors are really flexible with this change they're you know offering zoom office hours for anybody that needs you know uh we're making do with a difficult situation you know yeah. a lot of the stuff that we needed to work with like on those computers in in Wilbur in that building that I go to class in like I don't really have access to right now so you know they're understanding and they're kind of making do with that and they're providing uh different alternatives to, you know, get work done and offer help. So it's, yeah. it's all right. You know, again, you got to make the best of it. There's nothing I can't really control. Kind of got a frozen point there, but I, I think hopefully it'll catch right back up. Jordan, I, you said like um, you're selling these medical devices and you're like in the OR and if something goes wrong, they look to you like that seems like a real pressure situation. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I've seen some. I've seen some interesting things actually just through my internship because I traveled around with some reps and sat in on a couple different surgeries. And uh, yeah, I mean, there was literally, I was with this, I was with a rep one time and the doc was doing a all inside ACL and, you know, he was drilling a, the femoral tunnel and you're supposed to do it at a certain angle. And the rep kind of like spoke up and was like, hey, like you might want to adjust that just like a little bit. I think it's going to be a little bit better it's going to be more native to the actual ACL footprint. And the dog was like, no, no, I, I think I got it. I'm good. So he just kept going. And, and our guy was like, no, I, I really think you need to do it. Like, you're going to, you're going to mess it up. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll be all right. He's like, so he's drilling, he's drilling. He's like, should, should I do it? And then our rep just goes, do whatever the F you want to do. And he <laughs> looks up, the doc looks up and he's like, I like that. I'm going to listen to you. And he just <laughs> goes and does it. You know, so it's just like crazy things like that. You got to know, you got to know your doctor, which is interesting. Yeah. And you also got to know just how to work like an OR because there's a, there's a nurse, there's a 
there's a scrub tech, there's anesthesiologist, there's all these different, you know, forces in the room and you got to be able to just know your guy. And our guy knew the doc. He was, he's a hardo, but you know, he, he will listen to you if you really kind of like get on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that. Like Not, yeah. I've seen others where, you know, the doc will be going to put like an implant in, it'll just kind of like break and pop off. And then he'll just look right back at the, at the rep. He's like, okay, well now what? And then you got to kind of improvise. You might have to pull something from another tray. You might have to open another implant, you know? So you got to kind of just be always on top of it. It's, it's, it's really interesting. You know, you're, you're hoping that everything goes right, but God, in, in one moment, something could just break or, you know, if you don't have a backup for something, then you're going to have to go start pulling from other trays or you might have to get, unscrub, go get in your car, go pick up an implant, drive it back, come back. I've seen that too. Jeez, it's just, geez. yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's it's a good crazy. I like it a lot. So that's you, you know, I mean, obviously, on a different scope, but like when we go to do these flow films and you got to set up the lights and everything else, the guys are not, you know, like the the guys that are they're taking stuff from different places and mixing and matching. Yeah. Oh crap! I lost. I need to get a clamp from this to figure it out as you go when things don't go perfect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's. Some trays are twenty, forty thousand dollars just for a tray. Like a total shoulder replacement tray, those are getting up in the twenty thousands. And yeah. if people there's like QR codes on each of the trays and you're supposed to you're supposed to map, you know, when you drop it off, when you pick it up. And if people don't really do that, this, the trays can get lost. So obviously yeah, it's just it's a it's a game and it's it's a fun game, but you gotta you gotta really be on top of it. Did you have like? Can you recall an instance where like, it all went to hell? In the OR. Yeah. Or you know, as as it's just like, uh, uh yeah. think the wheels came off kind of quicker than they, they thought. Yeah. Um. I mean, from what I've seen, you know, all the cases have been finished. There's been times where I've been in on a rotator cuff repair, and that's taken a surgeon maybe 20 minutes to do. And there's other times where I've been on another one. Where it's taking four hours. What? So like those four hour ones, you feel like the wheels are just off the whole time because <laughs> sometimes the surgeons aren't really comfortable with what they're doing or maybe they just switched over to your devices. Like you might have just brought them in. You might have done like an office visit or you might have brought them in for like a lab or something and they were kind of playing around with it on a cadaver. So this might be like their first time actually doing the surgery, performing the surgery with your instruments. <sighs> So they, they're like really, really shaky, you know, and they're always kind of second guessing themselves and second guessing the reps too. You know, like that's exactly what you don't want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy too because you think, you know, these guys go to school for their four years med, four years residency, two years fellowship. That's twelve years of your life dedicated just to be a surgeon, you know? And then you think about someone like me coming in right out of college, uh supposedly supposed to be knowing just as much if not more than the surgeons regarding the specific procedure like that's kind of crazy to think about you know yeah, so yeah those four doing a i've been in on a rotator cuff that took four hours long that sometimes implants break you got to open up more you know and i mean that's good for us that's more money for us but surgeon doesn't like that you know so Wow. It's it's interesting. <laughs> what what got you uh interested in this line of work profession industry? Yeah, um coming into Lehigh, I wanted to go pre-med. I wanted to go to med school, be an orthopedic surgeon. Like that's what I wanted to okay. do. 
And, um, you know, I came in, I was talking with Nate Brown and he was in a similar situation because, you know, his whole family's made of doctors and he's like, yeah, you know, that's, that's my path. So, you know, Nate actually got me to be a behavioral neuroscience major. That was his major as well. I was going to go bio, but he's like, yeah, you get to learn more about the brain and the nervous system. You can take all these cool electives, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll listen to Nate. So yeah, I mean, that was the plan. I was thinking about dental school for a little bit too. I wasn't really sure. Uh, fast forward like three years into college. I was just like, you know what? There's no way I could see myself going to school for another 12 years. <laughs> so I don't really know. Yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, I was keeping the options open, obviously. Um, my dad's, he's in the pharmaceutical sales world. And, uh, you know, I always thought that might be an option. But, um, you know, one day I just, I got a call from uh, Max Wessel. He was a heavyweight on our team a couple years ago, All-American. And he basically started this company called NX Athlete, and it pairs um, student athletes with future employers, basically. It's basically like a LinkedIn for athletes. Okay. So this was like really like beginning stage of his company. And, um, you know, the owner of my, the company that I'm working for reached out to Max and was like, hey, um, do you know anybody on the Lehigh Wrestling team that has like a bio background that might be interested in working for my company? And Max was like, oh, yeah, I got the perfect fit for you. So Max calls me up. He's like, hey, uh, are you interested in doing medical sales? I said, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, all right, cool. I got somebody for you to talk to them. So he put me in touch with Anthony and uh, the rest is history. So connections are good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you get that. That's a product of wrestling, really, right? It was a connection yeah, made through wrestling. And, um good for you <laughs> yeah i'm really excited very fortunate <laughs> yep um okay we're, we're we're running down on time but I, I got one more question i wanted to ask you um at least name one thing about pat santoro that most people wouldn't know about uh, pat yeah pat knows yeah he knows everything um i just think you know pat just cares too much honestly uh, you look at other coaches across the country, you know, I was being recruited by a bunch of different places. I took a bunch of different visits. There's nobody I think that cares as much as Pat does, honestly. I mean that in all honesty, like, you know, he gets, you, you see how he is like sort of in the off season in the summer. And then once the season kind of rolls around, it's just like, I I just honestly I just feel so bad for him because he's just like stressed all the time. He just <laughs> wants he just wants the best for everybody. And sometimes when there's difficult decisions with the lineup, or you know we have a really tough duel coming up, he just gets so so stressed because he just cares so much. He wants everybody to do um, so well, and especially during like EIWA's and Nationals time. Like I'm convinced this man does not sleep for like two three weeks, like at the end of the season because he's just so in his own head and he just cares he wants everybody to do so well you know what i mean but um it's not just in in terms of wrestling either it's just in, in life you know he he obviously wants you to succeed on the mat but you know he's more he's more concerned about you know the type of person that you are and where you're going to go after lehigh sweet man well jordan i appreciate the time appreciate you coming on very very last second um yeah no you, i appreciate you having me yeah all right man you got any parting words no, just thanks. Thanks for all that you guys do. I appreciate you having me on. All right, man. Have a great day. Stay thanks, safe. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. Thanks. See ya. All right.
Jordan Cutler on the show. Um, yeah, he saved Man. the day. I really goofed that one. Man, I was looking forward to seeing a potential semifinal with Cutler and Kemmer. I don't think those guys have ever wrestled, and um, man, that was exciting bracket one seventy four. He's man, he's been so so steady his whole career, really, really, really solid. So another senior that it's like just brutal to think about not getting that NCAA tournament. Man, yeah, really, really stinks. Um, so we are in the middle of trying to get connected with our next guest. It will be Nico Megalutis, another guy who is crazy consistent throughout his career. Um, grew up in Pennsylvania. I first saw him kind of come on the scene or, or noticed him like back at Powerade and such back in the day. Um, went on to Penn State, had an amazing career. Was in the finals. Was he in the finals three times? He was in the finals several times. Um, um, and then punched his way through. I think in 2016. And, and yeah, 2016 and NCAA champion. And man, um, yeah, he was really really good. Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to talk with him. And, you know, you and I were talking this morning. I'm, I'm curious to know his thoughts, especially on this uh, Olympic trials news, right? I mean, he, I think this year was because of injuries going to not be possible for him. But yep. um, we, we've been talking amongst ourselves here, uh, Flow Wrestling guys, about what are the biggest questions now that we know the Olympic trials are postponed, what are the biggest questions that we have uh, that we need to figure out? And, one of them is who you know. One of the questions is who who benefits from the postponed Olympic trials, right? I mean, there are certainly going to be athletes who, um, you know, like Helen, we talked about yesterday. Had she had been she'd been injured and was just coming back, and now she has kind of more time to get all the way back into full form. We talked to Anthony Kassar earlier yep. last week. He, you know, was he had he said his shoulder was just coming out. He was going to have to get surgery, and so he was going to going to be probably done and so does somebody like Kassar come back and does a year help him and you know I kind of wonder the same thing about Nico so yeah and sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but I I would absolutely love to see Nico be able to come back and and wrestle another year because he was the scrapper super fun to watch Mm -hmm. Um, I always kind of brought the heat yeah so I I I, man I feel like we kind of knew that Olympic trials news was going to come we knew we knew it would be canceled or pushed back and we didn't know when they would push it back and, and what time of year and all that. And it sounds like it's going to be 2021 in the summer, similar time. It's going to be in Japan um, again, as it had been scheduled to be this year, but it'll be pushed back a year. And so now that is good to know, but just leaves so many questions unanswered. And I, I, I can't wait to start getting more information. Obviously the biggest question is, is how long is this COVID-19 pandemic going to be influencing, um, events around the world and and that's the biggest most important question we don't want to be insensitive to that question right because that that is the thing that matters the most but um but man once we do put start putting things back together we got to figure out a whole lot of things wrestling wise <sighs> tournaments qualifications everything else we're working on getting nico i just heard from him so um he's calling me he needs to call our producer yeah 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 one second hey that's that's no problem. Um, so we've just had Jordan Cutler on. We're going to have Nico Megalutis calling in and here in just a few minutes. And then stick around 11 o'clock Eastern time, Jaden Cox calling in. And uh, I always learn a lot listening to Jaden Cox. He has a perspective that's different than, than most people. Um, and another world champion, Jakara Winchester calling in 
at 11:30 Eastern. So really, really stacked lineup of guests today, and uh, man, I'm I'm really excited. You to know what's on after that? What's coming up right after right after Jakara? Every single Jordan Burroughs match that's ever been on Flow Wrestling. It's about 11 hours long. I play all day. Man, there's not there are not many bad ones in there. <laughs> because <laughs> no. we like when you watch Jordan Burroughs, it's almost always winning. And it's if not, it's super exciting. Yeah, and like, and it's and it's either it's either him like just teching people, which I could watch Jordan <laughs> Burroughs tech people all day, or it's Jordan Burroughs like winning these improbable matches late, and uh, both those are great things to watch. So, yeah, and it's, it it goes pretty much straight in order from I think his first match was first match on Flow Wrestling. You want to guess? No, I didn't think there's a lot of names. It was against Tion Ware, and I think what? it was like Universe. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Right? Yeah. At what? Like sixty-five kilos or something? Uh probably. Man, no way. That I would have never. I'm glad you didn't ask me to guess because there's. I would never ever have guessed that Burroughs wrestled Tion Ware. Um. So thanks for not asking me to guess. Hey, hey, don't worry about don't worry about guessing here. Um. Um. So, I. You know, it's it's interesting the, like. The way that we've we've kind of had to shift how we're thinking about the sport now that there are no live events, and obviously you and I are on here now a couple hours a day talking with with influential people in the sport, and that's been really cool. And and then this twenty four seven TV project you've been working on is also something that's changing. And I I kind of get the feeling we uh, we might decide these these are ideas that are worth keeping around even once events come back. And and so oh twenty four seven staying that's staying right. And we're so not it's, that's, that's staying. It's been some cool. There's been you know there have been some cool things already that have come out of this this hard quarantine COVID nineteen thing, um, and I think we're you know we're gonna be we're gonna be stronger in the end as a result. So um, that's really cool. Yeah. Looks uh, like we're still working to get Nico on the line. Um, we we had a meeting yesterday. Our our company and and uh, been people trying different things around the company to kind of like keep fan bases engaged. Did you hear about what they did on the, on the bike website? No, they, they, uh, they replayed like, the, like a, a, a bike race that was going to be going on, um, this past weekend, but had been canceled. They replayed the one from a year ago. And at the same time, they put the, the course for that race into this program that like bike fans or whatever can like can can simulate on their on their like stationary bikes at home or whatever and so all these people were watching last year's race while they're like riding along uh on their own bikes at home and uh you know something that that i don't think we would have ever seen happen um had it not been for or or maybe not seen happen as soon had it not been for uh for this and i hear the i hear the skype Skype music in our ears so that's probably Hopefully they're getting connected in the back. And I wonder if you guys are hearing that back home. Maybe so. No, I don't think so because no. – no, maybe. But anyways. Okay. We are close. We are approaching, I think. Um, so, Bader, yesterday we thought we weren't going to be coming into the – coming into the office. What, what changed? What do you, what, from, what, from what you understand, what changed? Uh, we are dubbed – Essential, uh, what what is it called? Yeah, like essential essential, essential personnel, workers. Yeah, news media, uh, something like that. And uh, man, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah, there's like three or four of us in the building, and I think we got them now. Better late than never. Can you hear us there, Nico? Yeah. Yes. Hey, are you in a wrestling room? Where are you at? 
Yeah, I'm at uh, I'm at my parents' room actually. Okay, they got a wrestling room in their place. Yeah. yeah. Everybody in freaking Pennsylvania has a wrestling room in their basement. What's that? Everybody in Pennsylvania has a wrestling room in their basement, huh? I know. We're cra- we're crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, how's everything going with you? Um, are you kind of hunkered down at your parents, or do you live around them and you're you're bouncing back and forth? I live. Yeah, I live like 15 minutes from them, so. I mean, with my dad and I, we work together, and then obviously we have the wrestling room, the workout room. I mean, basically, there's nothing else to do besides work and work out right now. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to be at my parents' place. Absolutely. A little bit. Um, so how's your current state? Uh, kind of back us up, really. I know, I know you put out a long post about this, but kind of recap uh, the series of events that kind of you know you were dealing with over the last uh, a little while, and then eventually, ultimately, you had to decide not to to compete at the trials right yeah do you guys see me all right because we were trying to get this forever to make sure this is i can see you you're great yeah you look fantastic all right good yeah it took me forever to figure out i don't know why this wasn't working but uh yeah so your your question again sorry i was trying to figure this out sure i just kind of want to um you know can you can you catch us up to speed on you know i know you went through a series of injuries and you were coming back and then eventually you know, something happened. You had to decide to to not compete at the what would have been the Olympic trials. Yeah, yeah. So in May or after the World Team Trials last year, I was in practice. This was like three weeks after. It was actually my first time, really like going live. And uh, I was wrestling with one of the pit guys, and um, just I tore my ACL. You know, I was like in on a shot. He tried throwing me. And I, you know, I stepped out to block the throw, and um, I felt something. So yeah, this is a little strange, and I didn't really feel that feeling before. And then um, three days later, I started feeling really good. I started wrestling on it again. I mean, it was—I knew something was a little bit off, but it started getting way better. I was out at the Olympic Training Center. The doctors looked at me. The um, the trainer looked at me. I was wrestling. I was going like 95 percent. And uh, then after about two weeks, two and a half weeks, I noticed it starting to plateau and then maybe go backwards a little bit. So I got an MRI on my birthday and uh, called me up that night. I was like, hey, it's torn. And um, I was like, well, is there enough time? And I uh, decided to get surgery. I got surgery like four days later and then um, had a great recovery. I mean, I did everything right. Then about six and a half months into it, I was drilling. You know, I was out at the Olympic Training Center probably six months into my surgery. I was drilling pretty good, feeling starting to feel really good. About six and a half months into it, I was just wrestling with one of the Kyrgyzstan guys that um, was trains at Pitt as well and helps me. And I was in a quad pod just drilling and kind of took me back the wrong way. I felt it. And I knew it was it – was, uh, I knew it was that, so um, yeah, that's basically what what happened about six and a half months into it. So, pretty crazy situation, but um, I, I feel really good. Uh, my knee actually right now feels more stable than it did in a lot of positions, like six months into my recovery. So, it's an interesting thing. How how long ago uh, was that? Long that long the long most long. recent injury. Uh, probably five, six weeks ago, something like that. Okay. 
And you you did you didn't have surgery again, did you? No. Okay. Um, what was that mental uh, or emotional stress like having to be like, you know, you 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 get injured, you go through the surgery, you're working your way back, you're feeling good, you're feeling good, and then like hit the brakes and it's kind of it's done. Yeah, it was really weird. I uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there's tears shed and just you know, a little bit of disbelief and a lot of just talking my parents, you know, I'm real close with them and coaches and, you know, I mean, it, it was definitely tough at first, but I, I came to realize it pretty quick of, you know, things happen. I've never had an injury really my whole life. Um, I'm 27, almost 28. And I've been very, very fortunate and uh, I've had minor shoulder you know, I've had shorter things a little bit, but nothing serious. And, you know, you just got to make light of the situation. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was tough, but I'm already working out pretty good right now. And, I mean, really good. And I've already been drilling uh, pretty solid as well. And I feel I feel pretty good, you know. Um, it's, yeah. It's of going through – six months of basically my life was wake up, focus on my knee getting better, work, you know, in my job, get another workout in, you know, still be in shape, work more, study film, because I wasn't wrestling, so it was a lot of visualization and film studying. Um, so my life for six months straight was really nothing besides work, work out, get my knee better and watch film, you know? So it, it was, it was a lot. It was a good process. I've, I've learned a lot in my six months though. Is your, your film study is, are you watching yourself or, or opponents or just people who you like to, you know, uh, appreciate their wrestling style and whatnot? Yeah. You know, I, I just try and pick up, you know, I, I was able to sit back and, and kind of break things down a little bit more. So I would watch myself a little bit, I'd watch some other people, uh, you know, a lot of international events, um, just little techniques where, listen, I, I wasn't really wrestling for, I didn't get on the mat for four and a half months or four months, whatever it was. And at that point it was still very light. Um, so it was able to help me kind of digest things a little bit more and break things down, look at my technique as well. And uh, kind of say, oh, well, this is what I would do in this position where I would watch film when I was competing for sure, but it was a little bit easier for whenever I was kind of off the roller coaster ride to kind of break things down. So it was myself, but it was a ton of other people. Nico, you know, you just, um, we just found out yesterday that the Olympics are going to be pushed back to 2021. Um, Given the the recovery that you've been working on for injury, I mean, is that is that something that um, feels like potentially good news for you? Just kind of given given where you are in your training. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from a from a selfish point of view, it's a good thing. Um, you know, I obviously have. You know, there's other people, but they they it's life. You learn to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and wrestlers are pretty doggone tough, so um, you know people get used to it and they'll figure out a training plan for 2021 um but yeah for me it's a good thing 
Who you are you wrestling with your dad or who do you, who do you go to your parents' house and train with right now? Yeah, well, people in the I area. mean, with kind of everything uh, going on and trying to be smart, you know, I don't want to get my parents sick or anything. I mean, I'm not really drilling with anyone specific right now. Um, but I mean, we got a wrestling room in here, a lot of shadow wrestling right now, especially with, you know, I won't have to compete for a little while. You know, I'm going to, I want to do something else to my knee. I want to get it as strong as possible and recover. So a lot of shadow wrestling, um, a lot of circuits, you know, lifting, a lot of other things, um, you know, that I'm, I'm doing right now. I am drilling here and there though, but no, not my dad. He doesn't want to, last time that happened, it was a little, uh, felt bad for him. <laughs> you don't want to hurt him nor, nor get him sick, right? No, of course not. Yeah. I got, I got to love him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awfully nice of you. Um, yeah. How big is that wrestling room that you're in right now? Um, all right. Can you guys see yeah, this? Right? Short little tour. Oh man, man. That's a great room. Holy cow. And then, uh, here's the, uh, so this is the room, and then here's the weight room. Oh, no way. You yeah. got a whole freaking so, whole circuit in there. Yeah, oh. some good stuff. Yeah. Well, what are so, you hanging out your house? Where I train at right now when we're all quarantined up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. so, man, I, I – been thinking about the trials at, at Penn State. I mean, uh, that's got to be pretty cool to think about. You know, I, right now I think you still need to qualify for the trials, but if they keep them at Penn State and you're able to qualify, is that something that you're that you're um, looking forward to? Of course, uh, I haven't competed well, obviously since 2016. That's when I graduated college, and um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of visualizing it and seeing myself there is uh pretty cool you know the penn state crowd there's nothing like it it's in pennsylvania so you know it was sold out i think it was yeah fast there's a good bit of pennsylvania people um a lot of people rooting for me and uh yeah i mean that's that's pretty cool to you know see that and um i'm I'm really looking forward to that nico you know you, you talked about this you know, the injury and the layoff and the time spent doing things differently. What did you kind of maybe learn about yourself through that whole process? Yeah, you know, a lot. I learned actually things, uh, you know, it's pretty cool because there's certain things in my athletic ability or my muscles or whatever it may be that I've kind of lacked on. And I was never able to realize that. And then once I started you know, doing some exercises and focusing on some different things, I was able to see, you know, my balance get better. That was one thing. I mean, my balance was terrible before that, you know, like just certain things like that. Um, Other muscles that, you know, when you're training and, you know, you're focused on getting better wrestling, there's lifting, there's conditioning. It's hard to sometimes focus on those little muscles that can make a big difference. And so me seeing like progress and whether it's balancing or, other things that I could tell like, Oh, this is actually getting stronger, way stronger than before. I was actually kind of feeding off that. Um, because I was actually able to see me get better before my, like than I was before my surgery. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then as far as, 
uh, wrestling, you know, I was able to really visualize the positions that I want to be in, um, where I'm good at, and how I, how I want my match, you know, how I want it to be, where I want to be. And I always, I always did that when I was competing, but here I was able to slow it down a little bit more and break things down and say, this is really where I really want to be. You know, these are the things I'm good at. These are the things I'm not as good at. Maybe don't get there or, you know, think of ways to get better. You know, there's some positions, obviously, you don't want to be in, right? I don't want to have someone get a front headlock on me. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's kind of breaking that stuff down. Because, like, you were forced, you know, to take this pause and, like, approach the sport differently, um, think about it differently, analyze it differently, you know, could you potentially be in a better spot for 21 than you would have been for 20 just because you kind of had to grow and, and, and develop in a different way? Yeah, I think so. I think the hunger of not competing, you know, I always, I love competing, but whenever you can't compete, I mean, I'm 20, I'm almost 28, but my body feels unbelievable. And then my mind is, I just want to compete. You know, I'm ready to rock and roll. And um, so I think this kind of layoff kind of allowed me to see how much I kind of missed the sport when it was my first time that really was held back. I mean, like I said, I've had one other small thing in 2017 that took a couple months off in the summer, um, needed to refresh. But uh, yeah, I, I see myself... You know, really, I think my technique is going to be a lot better than it was before um, and just me scoring a little bit easier. Nico, a lot of guys, you know, they either kind of train full time or they coach, but they a lot of times put off working or their career until after they're done competing. But you're doing both. Um, talk about balancing those things. And, and are there any benefits that you think you you get from from doing both and from um not having put off the kind of career side of things uh into, you know until after competing 100 percent beneficial um for me i'm a type a guy i like to get stuff done you know i like to be busy i can't sit at home um i like to be doing something and i've been working at megalutus financial way i partnered with my dad Four years ago, he's been in the business for 35 years, and we have a few other team members on our team that we all have different specialties and uh, work very well together. So, you know, it, there's nothing like it. I get to wake up, work out, I get to go. I get to meet people, help them, their financial plan. I get to be around my dad. I get to be around other people, and then I get to go to practice. And then I, I love work, so a lot of times I'm working – till seven, eight o'clock at night, I'm, I have meetings. Um, the two, they allow me to, I mean, if I was wrestling all day, I'm not gonna be spinning YouTube for five hours, you're not training for five hours a day. Um, you know, typically most days it's anywhere from hour to maybe three hours if you have two workouts, but that's, you know, I mean, most of the days it's, probably two hours ish is that you're training. Yeah. So what are you doing the other time? What's healthy? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's not easy because I like to be the best in what I do. Um, so I figured out a structure to be very good and helping people and their families. 
and be very good in wrestling. I figure that out. I've got that down. And yeah, it's never easy, but things aren't meant to be easy. You know, I like that. I like a little bit of uncomfortability. I mean, that um, I think that's what kind of makes me thrive. Yeah. So it's a it's a hundred percent beneficial for me. I, I I'd be going crazy if I was just wrestling. Hey, you, even though you, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, you know you work in um, Mega Lewis Financial. Like, how is this whole thing impacting your guys' business? It's uh, it's good. Um, you know, I'm I've like thirty meetings this week. I'm going crazy. I'm trying. You know, the thing about it is these things happen. Yeah. You know, you could think of all the scares in the past. I mean, I could, I don't want to rattle off statistics and, and things, but you know, I mean, there's, this is our 12th bear market and every, every time, you know, there's been a different worry. It's always been something. It could be the tech bubble, Y2K, 2008, the oil embargo, all these things. But you know, I mean, the outcome's always been the same, you know, at the end of the day. Um, but you got to have a financial plan and a roadmap, but for these things and when they happen again in 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, I mean, there's always something. There's always a worry of the year. And um, so that's why I'm trying to reach out to as many people as possible, especially during this time. And, um, you know, that's, that's important. That's what I like to do. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm very busy you know, right now, but I enjoy it that way. Yeah. You mentioned that you, you don't like to stay at home, but – you don't have a choice. <laughs> right now, it's that's why. I mean, in my house, and uh, I live about 15 minutes. You know, I have an Airdyne bike, I have kettlebell, medicine ball. But I mean, here you can see we have everything. So, I mean, basically, what else is there to do besides? You know, I said I have my work and I'm yeah. meeting, but um, family time and and working out, and so it's kind of I don't know makes sense to be here. I mean. You know, we got pretty good amenities here. I got a steam room as well. I was just you know, going to ask. Parents, I had a sauna. Yeah, my, I got a steam room. Yeah, my parents, my, my, I don't. My parents do. Um, so I like the steam and, you know, get some mental clarity in there. And, uh, you know, so we got a lot of stuff here to keep me sane. Yeah. Could I, <laughs> could, could I like, maybe come quarantine with you guys for just, it looks like a good place. Yeah. 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 I've been fortunate. I mean, even when I was in high school and when I come back for college break, a lot of people don't want to go back home for college break because they can't work out. I never had to worry about that. I mean, also being in Western Pennsylvania, I'd always have a partner. Second off, if for some reason there wasn't a partner, I mean, I can shadow Russell. I can do anything I need to, you know, and walk about 20 seconds to, to get there. <laughs> yeah. That's freaking. Um, Everybody, everybody's like storing up like canned goods and toilet paper or whatever. I think between now and the next quarantine, I gotta bulk up my like workout facility at home. It's like this is what everybody, everybody's missing. Everybody we talk to is like, oh man, I can't get a workout. I can't get a workout. You, you got it figured out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone's asking me about that. If it's kind of limited me, and no. Um, yeah, I did stock up on a lot of uh, food. I'm, I, I like my food, so. You know, the, the grocery store saw a good bit of me last week, but um, <laughs> now I get to, you know, eat here and um, work out here and not have to go to the store. And, man, those things are like a 
your stress levels go up like crazy when you get there. Everyone, everyone's fighting over each other, and that's the last place I want to be right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We actually, uh, my wife just put in a a pickup. We're going to a, a town forty miles away to get groceries on. It's like Saturday or Sunday morning. Wow. Because the grocery stores around here is just. They're yeah, man. Not not doing you know they're low on supplies. So have you yeah, been to the store? Yeah, uh, people already have enough stress right now. When they go to the store, it's the last thing they need is more stress. <laughs> yeah, stay away. You know. Yeah, kind of a crazy time we're living in, Nico. Um, it is. It is. <laughs> did you? I guess you're like everybody else, right? We all kind of didn't. Did you not think it was a big big deal? And then all of a sudden, like, oh shoot, no, this is for real. We're... Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, when I really first, so I was at, um, where was I? I was at Pitt, actually, and um, some of the college guys, I think it was Drew Headley, actually, was like, yeah, they limited the fans at NCAA as I'm there. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You know, and then the next day they canceled. I'm like, are you serious? And then, so that was, I think, Thursday or Wednesday or whatever day they, they canceled it. And then I started to notice about two days later, so yeah, this thing's actually pretty serious. Um, as far as the spread and now looking back, yeah, it was the right decision. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know we are all healthy and we have good immune systems, but when you have 19,000 or 20,000, well, actually probably 50,000 at Minnesota, however many people were going, that wouldn't have been good. There would have been a lot of people, I think, that it wouldn't have been beneficial for. So looking back, yeah, it was the right decision at the time, you know, I, Thought it was, I thought it was a joke, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was like, you got to be kidding me. Um, but it was the right decision. Yeah, and I don't, think I don't think you're the only one. Everybody, I think a lot of people, depending, no matter how far back you go, at some point they're like, Corona, joke, whatever, not not a big deal. But you brought yeah, I just up. Feel like I just, yeah, I mean, obviously, kind of hit me too whenever I was talking with my mom, and I, um, you know, my senior year. And there, there were some guys kind of in similar situations to where I was, where you know, they've, they're very big names. They've been there. And uh, I just kind of imagined, I was like, what if that would have happened my senior year? And, and I, I got sad for, you know, some of these guys. I just kind of put myself in their shoes. But, you know, the thing about wrestlers is that we're doggone tough, man. And those guys, they're going to figure it out. Um, it'll benefit them in some way. We don't know, just like it'll, my knee the injury will benefit me. Um, you know, that's why I love this sport and that's what it's taught me is, you know, these adversities and things that have happened, you know, it's always been a positive, positive outcome that's come out from it. So I hope that's what uh, the wrestlers can take that weren't able to compete at the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I love your positive attitude and your positive vibe. Um, and somehow this will all work itself out and, pass and we'll be better so appreciate that yeah. perspective and i uh, appreciate the time nico yeah glad we were able to figure out this skype thing i don't know why i had so many issues <laughs> yeah me too so. man uh have All a great right. day good uh get your workouts in and and go make some people some money <laughs> thanks see you right. thanks nico thanks bye nico. Yep. nico megalus yeah what an awesome setup he's got there yeah. at uh at his parents house i wish we don't even have basements here in Texas, so no. But it, I mean, doesn't it feel like everybody we talk to, like you Yanni, know, was just in one in a, in a wrestling room. They're either in wrestling rooms or they're like they're like bummed out they can't find a place yeah. to work out. Gabe Dean was in a bathroom. 
Gabe Dean was in the bathroom. I mean, before we before we uh, got on today, we were talking to Jordan Cutler, and he said, like, man, it's so hard to figure out. He, can't, he just wants to get a lift in, and it's like, yeah, it's hard to do that. So, there's, I'm I'm sure there's plenty of uh, online videos, quarantine workout videos. What's, if you really need. What's your uh, home workout situation? Um, I guess you got a tire, a big tire in the backyard. Okay. So as I, you know, I have a big big tire, and then my daughter's got like a a little. It's like a. <laughs> It's like a front tractor tire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a very, very small tractor. So What do you do, flip it or you hit it with a sledgehammer? I'll, f- or I'll flip it. Flip yeah. it usually. I yeah. got a sledge, but I don't, I don't actually use that one quite as much. So, yeah. but do, you, do you have your home workout? A little bit. Yeah, we get, we get a few things in our garage, like a pull-up bar and uh, bench press and stuff. But, um, do you do some pull-ups and do you bench the, press the bench? Pre- yeah, I don't press very much on the bench, but I do some pull-ups and uh, some dips and some push-ups and, you know. You still got it? Not not the same way. But, <laughs> but I'm gonna get it back. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get it back uh, during quarantine. That's a, that's a good idea. I've, I've noticed I've lost a little bit of weight. I think it's kind of holding back on the food a little bit. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like not survival mode, but it's like okay, hey, let's not just pig out and be more mindful and uh, only put on your plate what you're gonna eat and then go back for more. Yeah. After that. Yeah, we yeah we've been uh, we you know finishing off the leftovers a little more than we than we used to. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go home and have a leftover tacos for lunch. There you go. Really tasty tacos. Yeah, we're talking about tacos. Man, I'll slice up some avocado. Um, put some uh, tomatoes on there, some yeah. cheese. Yeah, that stuff up in yeah, a tortilla. That's great. Yeah, working on working on getting Jaden here. We're not quite hooked up yet. We are. I did hear Skype, but I don't see him. So, oh, I hear him, but yeah, I don't too. see him. I got our, our guys in the back working to get him on. So we'll be talking with Jaden, of course. Uh, Olympic bronze, world bronze, yeah, Olympic bronze, world bronze. Hey, Jaden, can you turn that phone sideways by chance? Uh, and then you know, followed that up with two world titles. So yeah, um, here he is, loud and clear. Jaden, how's it going? How's oh, going on? Pretty all right. You know, things are are crazy and that things aren't happening but i mean other than that you know life is good and yeah and just continuing to do the things that uh i can do but yeah everything's all right all right so where you at in, i assume you're in colorado springs at your place who's who you with are you kind of hunkered down with somebody with some people yeah so i'm hunkered down with my girlfriend and four dogs so i'm not i'm not completely lonely i guess and and they I think I, I've actually, uh, I don't know, I, I didn't realize how crazy, you know, my, my own dogs made me sometimes, but um, but I still love them to death. I think this is a real test for me, especially with that. <laughs> what's, what's the most challenging part of this test? Uh, with the dogs or with your girlfriend? With the dogs, right? No, with the, with the dogs. It's yeah. just, uh, they, they, um. Mostly with the not listening. I didn't realize. I didn't realize how much my dogs didn't listen when I was around them. More. You got to train them. Yeah, it's, it's a neat, it takes some work. Um. Okay, let, let's let's talk uh, a little bit of wrestling, or you know, current situation. Um. When did you When did you think that they probably were gonna postpone the Olympic trials and, and or Olympics? Was it kind of as as it was going, or was it one then you figured the other? Um, well, I I, uh, I kind of knew they were going to do it as soon as they canceled NCAA's. Um, like just with how 
you know, big NCAAs is and how many, like, people follow it and uh, how big of, of a revenue that is for, for wrestling. Uh, when they canceled that, it made it very realistic that, yeah, you know, the Olympic trials are going to be canceled. What, you know, what's it like for you? Because you're planning on going to the trials. They're still not canceled or at the time, right? Not canceled or postponed. Um, so you got to keep training, but even though you probably think that it's not going to happen, like, is that a, a play a twist on your mind at all? Um, no, I think if anything, it's, it's harder, it's harder on my body than it is really my mind. Cause my body, like I was reaching peak performance, you know, to be ready to compete and to go out there and, and get something done. And you're, you're getting in this mindset to, of a, you know, warrior mindset to go into battle and the fight. And, um, and then, like, to all of a sudden to have it be gone, it, it's kind of it's, – it's hard on your, on your body because, you, you know, your body's amped up and ready to go. Like, you know, like I, I, PR, I was PRing on, on, on some of my lists. Like, my body feels great. I'm ready to go, and there's just nothing there. And I guess from that being the case and with that being the case, then mentally it's kind of like, well, what, what am I doing? Like, what a, what's, what's going on? It, it, doesn't, it almost doesn't make sense um, and you're, when you're just ready to go and you're ramped up and you want to go out there and do what you got to do. And it's like not only do you not, you, you know, you're physically and mentally ramped up and to ready to go fight. It's not like you. Not only do you not get to do that, you like have to sit at home and do nothing, right? That's like got to be kind of challenging. Yeah, you know, it's been the biggest challenges have been finding, you know, other ways, other unique ways to get work in. Um, and so, especially with everything being shut down, everything being closed, you know. So it's been like I've been I've been wrestling out in this park across the across the way from me um right across my house like just been wrestling out there and running sprints and um doing some some distance running and and uh you know i i got i just got a barbell and some weights so i can do some lifts um here at either in my in my garage or should I'll take, I'll, I'll take them outside if i have to and and get some lifts in but yeah just find unique ways to stay in shape stay ready um and continue to move in the body it's not going to be anything extravagant but uh it'll be enough to, to hold me over for sure. Is that like a necessary thing? Cause I was just going to ask, you said that, you know, it was tougher on your body than it was your mind. Um, do, is it like you have to keep working out to like, almost like slowly come out of the peak? Yeah. Like, well, I, I think if anything, cause right now it's like, it's really hard, especially when we were tapering off, like, and then we were told we're not going to wrestle. So then we're trying to, you know, reel it back in. Um, you know, but I think that, that it is necessary to kind of, I would say for me to get it out of me, really, to keep working and and then um, get ready and uh, go through the process for whatever comes next and whenever that will be. Man, I'm a Jaden, I'm imagining uh, being like in your neighborhood and seeing like a, a world-class athlete, you know, world champion working out in the park. Do you get any like any like onlookers? I feel like that would draw a crowd. Man, I'd be, oh, I, would, yeah. I would watch. Yeah, I did the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I was I was rolling around with with Kilgore, um, Dustin Kilgore um, comes down sometimes and, and, and the in the park. Yeah, like we were just wrestling in the park, um, and so and there were people watching and uh, and whatnot because it, it, it gets it gets uh, used quite a bit and uh, yeah, people were just watching and we were just you know KJ KJ was standing by and and uh, telling us the things to do and whatnot and put us through a workout and. You know, we were we were careful, obviously, like we're not hitting our knees or anything like that. But you know, making sure we're we're going over the technique. It's more it's more so for the technique than it is the um, 
like for the like a workout you know so yeah. um like it, it's not very uh, taxing or anything but it's definitely i think it's important to stay sharp so we get a few few looks here or there i actually just finished up doing a tempo run that up here the kilgore came out and i hit a few i would do a tempo run and then i would hit a few techniques and then i hit another two tempo runs and then i and i hit a few techniques and uh so but no one was here out here this morning so Okay. You guys, you're not doing like parterre in the grass, or are you? No, no, not yet. I don't think we're to that point yet. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, we definitely just do do a lot as far as um, you know, getting our shots in, down block and go behinds, all that stuff. So just being careful, but doing what we have to do. You know, we can't get into a gym, we can't get to a mat. Um, and so I mean, it's a, it's a struggle, but it's 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 something that I think is necessary. And it's kind of nice to have a change, you know. I don't know what it is, but it's 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 a it's a nice little change. Like, I mean, it's different, uh, but I mean, it's kind of like feeling like a kid again when you're just rolling around with your brothers or something out, out <laughs> in the yard and just going at it. So, sure, I, I know a lot of times as as big events are approaching, athletes are either thinking about it a lot or uh, purposely doing visualization or any kind of combination of that, right? Um, was was the Olympic trials and or Olympics like kind of, I don't know if consuming is the right word, but kind of on your mind over the last couple months? Um, I think it's on my mind, but I, I don't visualize. Funny story, I've never won a match that I visualized. Um, so I, I just... Yeah, any match I've ever visualized, I've never won. Yeah, you should stop. Just stop. Don't do visualization. <laughs> uh, I think I think that it, it's not it's not it's not a bad thing. So I, I funny story. So like actually, when I was a kid, um, and I was at Columbia Wrestling Club, yeah. we did um, visualization. Mike Flanagan gets big on that. And I remember my, I was I was he's, he talks us through the matches. You know, he's he's, he's guiding us through and everything and. And at the end of it, he, he comes out and he's like, oh, he tells us that we won and everything. And I'm, I kid you not, I'm a little kid and I'm crying my eyes out. And I'm literally in tears. And he comes up to me. He's like, what's wrong with you, Jade? And I'm like, I lost. I lost the match. <laughs> oh, and, 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 and he's like, like, why did you make yourself lose? <laughs> I'm like I didn't I didn't mean to I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to lose right <laughs> and so but I and like I and I visualize a lot and I think that's just the way I am but I've never won a match that I visualize and I don't wow. know why that is but like um even when and even when I have visualized you know because because I still do it but I think that I visualize it being the the worst <laughs> thing possible because then when I step out there it's almost like oh it's not that bad. I made it worse. So then sure. when I step out on the line, it's like it's like it's it's nothing. It's nothing. Now I don't know why that is. I would like to win the matches in my head. That would be great. Um, but it doesn't happen all the time. It's it doesn't like, happen uh, ever. It's like it's like when you have the donut on the bat and you take a swing and it's really heavy, right? And then you take the donut off and the bat feels real light. It's like your your yeah. visualization is like the donut. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's it's weird. But you know, it, it it'd be nice to visualize a win. You know, it'd be nice. Do do you ever um, you know, not visualization? I guess this kind of is though. But do you ever like think about moves and movements and and positions and stuff, but not actually go through visualization? If that if that makes sense, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do that. You know, um, piecing things together, yeah. thinking about very much so. You know, thinking about you know my action or their action and and or reaction. Um, 
you know, I think that's something I go over uh, a bunch of times. I think that, I think if anything, I think that's why, you know, wrestling has so much uniqueness to it because everyone's process in that is, is so much different. Um, and so I think that, and it's, and it's kind of crazy because it's unique, but at the same time, once you kind of get to know yourself and also know other wrestlers, it kind of goes back to kind of being the same. Cause you always try to get back to positions that you're strong. Right. Yeah. Um, and that you're, that you, that you flourish in. Um, because a lot of, and sometimes, you know, I, and I know you, you experience this Peter. like sometimes you hit something or, and you're like, I have no idea how that even did that or got into that position. Um, but we need to look at the film and go over that. Um, so, like, sometimes that happens, so it's cool. But definitely, like, things definitely cross my mind and uh, just piecing things together. Does it happen very often where you're in, you're hitting stuff in a match and you don't know where it came from and you're kind of improving, Or is it most of that crazy stuff you do, stuff you've, you've that's happened before? Um, I would say that most of it is stuff that's happened. Uh, I would think that as as my career grew, there were some positions that were like um, that were like, whoa, I didn't even I didn't see that coming. But a lot of it I, I have done before, like even um, Worlds this past year, um, with like the tripod situation. I have I have film and I, and I can post it or show it. I have film of me in that position with Nate Jackson and um, Mike Machiavello, like a couple times and like not getting broken down, like like. And it was something that, like, I don't know, it was like I was worried about it. And, and it was like, why am I getting in this position? Um, but, like, it, it, it happened literally the week before. So, like, I, like it happens in, in different spurts. Now, sometimes it is just like, okay, that came out of nowhere. Um, but for the most part, I would say that, like, you know, I've been there before or I put myself there, you know. Like, I remember in 2000, 2017, for instance, I... I and this is a simple one. It's not even like a crazy position, but I remember I was, I knew I was, I was, uh, beat up and out of shape 2017 and, uh, it was not looking good. And I had a tough weight cut, um, ahead of me. And so every day after practice, I would drill getting out of a trap arm gut hmm. because I, I kept on, I kept on falling into one and it was just, it was just falling into an issue. And it was just like, I just need an opportunity to be able to wrestle back. And so every day after practice, I would practice getting out of a trap arm gut. And I'd let a person lock me up as tight as they wanted, you know, as, as, as secure as they want, and then start trying to roll me. And my job was to not get tech fault. Um, and then, you know, it paid dividends because then in 2017, in the, in the second match of the world, you know, um, I ended up getting, I think it was against Finland. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I know, right? I think. Yeah. And so I ended up getting caught in the trap arm and I get rolled up and I get down six to zero. And I'm able to break free of the position, and then and then uh, wrestle back to to come back and win that match. So it's just it's just I think you know any anyone that wants to be be good or or great or try to you know to push themselves, um, you gotta put yourself in those positions sometimes and and understand that you gotta practice your weaknesses. I think that's awesome. I don't even know if I could like get my arms all the way around you to lock up a trap. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes like I'd have to. <laughs> you know, I still had uh, Jay and Ironman and Mike Ironman, and then I, um, I'm trying to remember who else I was rolling with. But I had some other Mizzou guys rolling with me, and like I'd, I'd have to like pull. They'd get it really good because I'd I'd have to pull my arm all the way across my my body, and then work to get it back get it back out. So it's it's something that I, I definitely had to work on. I think um, maybe if me and you like work could together. go together to to we lock our arms around Jaden's body, and yeah. I think we could take him over. We're off to work on it. <clears throat> oh. 
I don't know about that now. <laughs> you still get the arm trapped? What's that? You still get the arm trapped? Oh, heck yeah. I need the arm yeah. trapped. Hey, I feel even better about it. I think we're good. <laughs> what do you mean? You think you're going to get out? I think I'd get out with two people. I don't with even know people. quite how we would. I think the turning would be the weird part. Because <laughs> I have to go the same way. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, so tell me about your situation with with Ohio State. How how often? I know I saw you out there for like a minute. I was leaving town. Yeah, I think we're just getting there. But how often are you up there? And and what are those workouts and uh, sessions like? So I I so the first time I went out to Ohio State was a, was the longest I've been there. It was about. Uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, that was back in January. And then um, I, I usually go out there for about a week, um, a month. Um, so we were just trying to, to spread it out because I, I'm still in Colorado and I want Colorado to stay my home, my home base, basically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were trying to schedule out so that when it got closer to trials, I wouldn't be going back and forth between Ohio State and yeah. Colorado Springs. So my last time I was supposed to be out there Obviously, you saw me out there. Yep. Um, was around the you know the tenth. I think it was the tenth or the fifteenth. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to stay up there the whole time because then the, the whole thing with things getting canceled and you know travel was was becoming difficult and and so I had to get back home early. But um, it's been it's been great though. You know, working out with uh, with Desi, with Morgan, um, Miles. Uh, I was working out with with Colin. Um, I even did a few workouts with uh, with uh, with was it was a gas tank Gary. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was really, it was really good uh, for me. And I think that it's just, uh, it was a great, great fit. And working with Travel has been, been awesome. Uh, having a, and also it's just like having someone that you, you know, you're on a team with and you build a relationship with and get to continue on with. Um, it's been pretty, pretty cool. Um, and he's a, you know, he's really, I think the, the best thing about it is he, he's really good at making you see something from a different angle. And so, uh, it's been it's been really awesome, and those guys are are hungry, and it's nice for me because you know I, I'm in Omaha. I love the EAP program out here. I love Colorado Springs, but it's nice for me to get to feel a senior athlete, um, a senior level mindset um, every now and then, and um, go out and, and and battle with these guys. When you guys were teammates, you and Travell, you know, how much time did you get to spend with him? Did you did you pick his brain much? Um, maybe it was more of a peer thing than than a coach thing, but I know a lot of guys really like uh Travel's mind and mindset towards wrestling yeah i mean i think Travel has a very um interesting mind towards wrestling towards life really towards towards anything if you have a conversation with him he's gonna he's gonna make you think um and it's probably going to be one of the best conversations you'll have um but actually in 2016 it wasn't so much that um that i picked his mind um really and i think that this was big for me and this is a big reason why I really want to make it back to the Olympics. I was very naive, I would like to say, in that in 2016, because I had this mindset of, you know, um, almost like I had a chip on my shoulder. You know, I had people telling me that I wasn't supposed to be there. I had people telling me that I wasn't even going to win the trial. That people telling me that like I, I just didn't, I didn't deserve or belong on that on that um, you know, on that stage. And so I think that was a little naive to it, uh, to the experience, because all my mindset was just like, I'm going to I'm going to do this like this is what I'm going to do. And so, like, I kind of pushed everything else that wasn't basically me to the side. And then I was just like, I'm focused on what I got to do. 
So I, I think I missed opportunities like that to really pick his mind. Definitely created a friendship and, you know, got to got to talk with him and hang out with him and, you know, create laughs, even even pray with him because I know his back was, was, was really messed up at that time. And and uh, so it was definitely a relationship that was definitely starting. But I think it was limited because my mindset was so set on on what I was doing. And I was just trying to be like, not let anything overwhelm me, like the moment or the experience. But in doing that, I also didn't really take in the experience. So for me, I definitely wanted to make it back to the Olympics and and, and uh, really take it in and, and enjoy the show. Jaden, you talked about wanting to get back to the Olympics. And just yesterday, uh, the announcement came out that they're going to be pushed back to 2021. Has that sunk in for you yet? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's sunken in um, now. I think that and it, it was hard because, you know, right, I mean, the news comes out and then right after that, my phone blows up with people wanting to do interviews and, and, and talk to you. And, um, and I, I like, I, and I still stand by, you know, the things I said about how, um, you know, I think that it was the right move and how there are people losing a lot more than, than what we are losing. Um, and, uh, that's something that, that, uh, I, you know, I stand by a hundred percent. Um, I will admit that, like, uh, towards the end of the day, um, you know, I got my, is, I just kind of hurt, you know, my heart hurt, it, and it did, and it does, and, and, and it is something that we lose, it is a chance and opportunity that we lose, but, and, and that doesn't hurt just for me, it hurts for all the athletes, it hurts for everyone missing opportunities, it hurts for the guys who missed out in CLAs, the seniors in high school who had aspirations to, to win championships, to do great things, you know, um, it, it it hurts in a lot of ways, but I think still it does not amount to the pain that other people are feeling, that other people are going through. And uh, I will stand by that, that this is something that needed to happen. And, you know, like I, I said before, like it's, uh, it didn't happen for no reason. Like we didn't lose these opportunities for without a cause. You know, like there are people that are just suffering a lot more and that, and that need help and people's health and lives are in danger. And so what we are going through and what we suffer from or what we – don't get is is it's we can't compare it yeah that's that's that absolutely some good perspective um i kind of want to go back to 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 wrestling and 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 the trials and everything it's no secret it it seemed like it was an inevitable lined up you and and kyle um right two two world champions was there some any focus on a potential match and you're in that situation where you just came from go you know you're training where he came from um what was that whole dynamic like um, can you kind of re-ask that? Yeah, question? yeah. We're, I mean, sorry, kind of long-winded. Were you were you guys giving specific? Were you planning for specifically for Kyle or tendencies or trying to get ready for a potential matchup against Kyle Snyder to go to the Olympics? Oh no, I think I think the the biggest thing for me is just uh, I think if I if I were to do that, I wouldn't be prepared for the field. Um, and I think that's the big thing. Like. And people got to remember is that like I still I still had and do have to wrestle two more uh, two matches just to get to that opportunity. Um, but I think that for me it's just like I'm not preparing for Kyle. You know I'm not preparing I'm not preparing to wrestle Kyle. I'm not preparing to wrestle Sajulai. I'm not preparing to wrestle Sharifa for any really of these guys like Mohammedine or anything. Like I'm preparing myself to be the best. Um, and so like I'm not I'm not. Because like if I were if I and then the reason I say it like that is because like I'm not if I prepare for Kyle then I'll only work on certain things that will make me okay against Kyle and then if I work for Sajulayev 
I'll only work on certain things to, to be said to life. I work for Muhammad and I will only work for certain things. But if I work on me and improving me as a whole, period, at the end, and then I go out there and I flourish and I thrive and I'm going out and I'm wrestling in every way that I know possible and putting my best out there, then I'll be ready um, to go. Um, so, and even, um, and even like going out to Ohio State, like, um, and Travel knows this and I know it's like, don't, don't put me in this, in this books of like, oh, this is what's going on. Like I, we've had talks, I even talked with KJ about it and he knows it too. Like, don't ever come to me and be like, this is what this guy does. This is what's going to be the case. I am not focused on what this guy's going to do. I'm focused on what I do. What are we going to do to get better? You know, yeah. I want the best me to show up. You know, I want to wrestle my match, not his. So let's, let's do this. So it's definitely something where I'm like, um, I'm just preparing myself in, in every way to be the best that I can be. Um, and my coaches and the, the people around me and the staff, both here in Colorado and Ohio State, um, have been a great help to, to do that. And, um, and you know, and I, I, I do wish that uh, trials would happen and that we would have been able to, to figure it out. But like I said, at the same time, I understand everything and I'll be ready when the time comes. You mentioned, um, you know, not focusing on other people and focusing on yourself. And I, I'm, when you say that, I'm thinking back to like, put me in this trapped arm gut and I'm going to have to work out of it. Have you found other scenarios where you're like, I keep not falling into trap arm gut, but this keeps happening and you, and then finally you're like, all right, I'm going to put myself in the most vulnerable situation and we got to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, a big one for me is actually, um, I, I was working on before it was a, was a chest lock, um, put myself in a chest lock to be more confident. Um, and, and like, I've done a great job defending it and, or, um, I guess maneuvering around it, but like, uh, being more confident in that position, getting, uh, making sure that like, you know, I'm not, because the hardest thing about a chest lock is people is to not flatten out or scare away from it, but, and do the opposite, which is actually, you know, kind of wrestle into it. And, and so that's something that's like kind of a mindset slash getting comfortable there. So that's been a big thing for me, um, as a whole. Uh, other than that, it's been, um, for me, it was more so because at first, you know, getting bigger was one, getting bigger was hard for me because my, my body was, I was walking around around, you know, 200 pounds, you know, for, uh, for worlds and everything. So uh, for the last year and a half, I would say, so getting bigger was really difficult for me. And because I kept on, I'd get up to maybe like, you know, at first it would be like 209 and then I would go right back down to like 201. Um, had one workout. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just really, really difficult. Um, and then as time went on, um, you know, it just took a lot more extra meals and a couple more lifts and I got bigger and then I had to learn how to move being bigger, um, and still keep my, my, my agility and stuff and then, uh, and feel that out. And then as that went on, uh, you know, it took another level of conditioning because now you're trying to move just as fast, just as quick and just and for the same amount of time, but with, you know, with 20 more pounds on you. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, it was definitely a learning curve. And then I, uh, it was, there were some moments that it was just like, it was just really hard. And then after, uh, after I got over the, the hump, you know, it was just all like, right now we can just, now it's back to normal. It's just like, let's go. Let's it's, it, we're moving, we're juking, we're diving, we're feeling good. Um, we're strong. Um, let's, let's, let's go do this thing. So you, you walk around about two, 220 or so for me I, I walk around probably around like 220 to 217 Got it. Oh. Right. Jaden, i want to go back to something you said earlier just a minute ago about um not 
training or preparing for one specific opponent. Um, when you made your weight class decision, you talked about kind of knowing that, that this was a kind of a legacy move, right? Because Snyder and Sajulayev are in the weight, um, that could be part of your legacy. How do you balance thinking about those guys as, as potential opponents, but not focusing too much on their specific tendencies? Or is that, is that something that you even worry about or think about, um, as you know, that you may wrestle them and they may be part of your story? Well, I just know how I am as a wrestler and I'm somebody and it started, I didn't even realize this until I was in college. And I remember the first time I had wrestled, uh, Phil Wellington. Um, and I remember that week, you know, coach had me watching film and, and going over everything. And I, and it's, it doesn't make me like, and I don't want to say this. I'm not trying to say this. I don't wrestle my best knowing what somebody's going to do. Yeah. I, I've never have. And like, I end up going out there. I wrestle very reactive and it's not, I'm not initiating and I'm not going, I'm waiting for this person to do something. Um, because I'm like, oh, I, I, like, I know all the answers, so I know what you're going to do. So I'm just going to wait. And like, but like, I don't know why it makes me nervous. It makes me, it's not, it's not allowed. It doesn't free me to know. Yeah. What frees me is to not know. And I know that I wrestle my best when I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go out here and I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to just do what I do. And then like, it's almost like my, my body can, can feel it right. Whenever things are going on or, 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 uh, can just tell. And I read things a lot better and I, and, and it's and it's a lot harder to I think, you know, it's a lot harder to get anything really on me when I'm moving and and I'm faking and I'm and I'm, I'm wrestling, you know, like it's just freedom, you know. And so let that be free. Let me be free. And that's why I kind of do that because I know that's when I wrestle my best. And like, don't get me wrong, like I know these guys, you know, I know Snyder, Sajulayev, Mohammedin, Perez, um, Sharif. All these guys are, are amazing, and they have ten- and they may have tendencies, but I know for me, it's best for me not to know. Because when I know, I freeze. Yeah. And and that and so I just I'd rather just go out there and go, and uh, see what happens and, and and do and do my thing. I think if I'm doing my thing, it's a lot. I do a lot better. Cool. I think uh, I think you're right. You're <laughs> one of these guys who really just doesn't want to see the bracket. Well, just just don't tell me anything. Just let me wrestle. And some guys say that, but you you absolutely um, believe it and and mean it. And we are just actually a couple minutes over time, but. Um, so we're going to have to kind of cut it off here. we got Jakara Winchester waiting in the wings. But, uh, Jaden, thanks so much for taking some time today. Appreciate it as always, and uh, stay safe out there in Colorado. No problem. You have a good one. Tell Jakara I said hi. I will. Thanks. Thanks, Jaden. All right. <laughs> um, so Jaden's off the line. Guy's in the back. We're going to be hitting up Jakara. She's waiting for the call. So just always kind of nice to catch up with Jaden and, and um, hear his perspective on things and the way he thinks about wrestling. Yeah. Man, and I, man, I can't, I can't get over the idea of like showing up to the park and here's, <laughs> here's Jaden and Kilgore like going at it. I'm like, man, I would, I would not move from that park. I would watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I uh, freaking love it. It'd be amazing. Yeah. So, but our next guest, I hear the them dialing up back in the, in the back. So Jakar Winchester is going to come on the show, of course. Um, 2019 World Champion. Awesome job out in. Kazakhstan, um, near Sultan. Yeah, and we've talked to a couple, a couple people um, uh, like Jakar who wrestled in Ottawa, so it'll be cool to hear from her. Yeah, and there she is. Hey, Jakar, could you turn your phone sideways by chance? It's an iPad, but yeah. Perfect. Can you, Can you hear us? Yeah. Awesome. How's things going today? Where are you at? 
Good. I'm in my room. I actually just finished working out, so I'm like, oh, messed up looking, but uh, like, excuse my look for now. But uh, yeah, just here in my room, getting my workouts in. You look fabulous, so no worries about that. <laughs> um, are you like? I saw you. I saw a picture. I think on Instagram, you're like riding a bike, playing video games. Are you working out like in your room, or, or like yeah, around campus? I got my whole setup here. I got my exercise bike, and then I got my bed and tv my xbox under there and then i have like my norma tech and my yoga stuff i got like all my stuff in there Bray, we we are outdone again yet yeah. with another home gym <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's, got, everybody's got home gyms and uh rest some guys wrestling mats in their houses so we're gonna need to step it up jakar are you are you in colorado springs at the trials or at the training center yes i am not the trials. Yeah. So, what, so what's, it's literally just one room, so everything's like hoarded in here. Yeah. What What's life like? How many people around uh, the campus? Is the dining hall? I assume is open. So the dining hall is open. They changed the hours of it. Sports meds closed. All the venues closed, which is funny because uh, since they were like we're closing now the venue, everybody raided the wrestling room. Like nobody's worried about getting food. We're like, let's get, I'm taking this Bulgarian bag. I'm taking these weights. I'm taking these battle robes. Everybody's just like taking a whole bunch of equipment. So uh, yeah, everything's closed down except for there's like um, only people here, like the boxers got sent away. The uh, Everybody just left. There's only five people in this building and they're like bicyclists. So that's about it. Are you, like, just hanging out in that room 24-7? No, I go outside. I, like, do some workouts outside. But I'm more of a homebody, so I'm, like, actually kind of enjoying this quarantine because now I don't have to be rude to people to tell them not to talk to me, you know, because I don't really like talking to people. So I eat lunch by myself always anyway. People are like, can I come join you? I'm like, oh, I clearly was back here for a reason, but... <laughs> You know, so, but this is like nice for me. I work out and then it's like nice because I don't sleep a lot. I have to take like stuff to go to sleep and stuff. So I can now like sleep whenever I want, wake up, work out whenever I want. Everything's like on my time. So it's nice. That's a crazy life. It is. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you, are you like Netflixing? Are you mostly playing video games? How, what, what do you do to, to pass the hours? Read books? <laughs> Um, so I wake up, I do my bicycle workout or my yoga, and then I'll go do like some stance in motion or something. I'll come back, Norma Tech, play some video games, or I recently downloaded Family Feud and stuff on my iPad just to do stuff while I'm uh, Norma Teching. And then I feel like I never have enough time though, because then I'm working out again. And then when I get back, like from my workout, if it's like, trying to do some wrestling outside or something, I feel like when I get back, I never have time to do what I have to do because I have to go to sleep so I can work out again. So it's like training all over again. So it's never yeah. really stopped, actually. Um, let's talk, uh, your current situation, obviously they just canceled the trials um, and, and the, in the whole Olympics. Man, you, you were cutting down. What was that? That I mean, it wasn't easy, right? Was it a little bit of a stretch cutting down to the next weight class? Uh, not really. It was because, like, I have a lifestyle that all I really do is, like, I eat, sleep, breathe wrestling, right? So yeah. I had, I just, I'm always working out. So it was just doing the same things, but switching up what I was eating. So I did exactly the same thing what I did for 55. Maybe a little less weightlifting and more cardio, but everything still stayed the same. So it wasn't really 
hard. That's why I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't really, I'm not bothered by the games being moved or anything. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it, it's literally just the same thing. So just, I don't eat steak anymore. I just eat straight like fish and salmon. That's the only thing I really changed. Have you had a steak since they canceled? Hell yeah, I had a steak <laughs> since they canceled. It was so good. We went right after, well, we went right after we all qualified to like a steakhouse. And uh, they told us that we had, we asked what the limit was. And they were like, oh, there's no limit. So I was like, I can get this $34 salmon. Or I can get this $98 lobster and steak. So I got the lobster and steak. <laughs> lobster and steak. That's, that sounds delicious. It was um, amazing. You wanted to talk about Ottawa? Yeah. Jakar, what, what was it like wrestling in that tournament? I mean, there were so many unique things. It was like the last wrestling tournament that we had before before everything shut down how did that feel it was uh it was nice because you know there was like a lot of pressure because they were like you got to qualify the way because this is the easiest place to qualify it because it is and then you always know if you mess up here there's another chance right you can do it in bulgaria what we thought right and so there was pressure for that and then it's like it's an Olympic qualifier. The word Olympic has like, ugh, uh-huh. yeah. it. you know, it's always yeah. like that. So I just tried to uh, stay blank through it all like I usually do. But it was surprisingly easier than I thought. Like really? easier as in wise, like not that the competition wasn't like up to par, but it was just amazing like how you see like your hard work paying off. Heck yeah. Um so you're like not you're like not super bummed that the Olympics are that's now it's because I'm like okay I went from going fifth place in the world to working so hard for a whole year and then I became a world champion one more year to get better I have not reached my full potential so I'm like I keep getting better and better I'm like so I think actually it's a disadvantage for the foreigners because my adjustments will be for sure dangerous for them. I love that that attitude. And I, I've seen it. You know, I've seen the progression with you over the years to a girl kind of in the middle of the pack, getting closer to the front of the pack, and then, like, just separate herself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, and I kind of – did you – I see you pulled up some stats. Did you have a question? No. Nope. Okay. I kind of wanted to go back more to the beginning. At, at Final X, I think you said – I got into wrestling because I used to get in a lot of fights – yeah, yeah. Is that right? People are mean. Yeah, people are so mean. Like, so you, I don't know if you can tell now, but I have a lisp or whatever. Okay. So when I was a little kid, I'm like, yeah, 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 oh, you no. know. And people are so mean. So people like pick on me and stuff. And me being from Oakland and being kind of feisty, <laughs> I'm like, I don't take no disrespect. So we're just gonna fight. So we, I grew up fighting a lot. I used to get suspended in like middle school, high school for fighting until I got into wrestling. Then nobody wanted to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you ever have, like, get in one or two fights after you started wrestling? People were like, uh-oh, now she's, like, trained to fight. Yeah, I actually, uh, I don't know if I should say that. Like, I will tell you guys anyway. Oh, come uh, on. I was at the club, right? <laughs> and, yeah. And I had my, like, leather jacket on, you know, so you can't really see my muscles and stuff because I'm all cute. Yeah. And some girl started trying to fight me, and I'm like, Nah, yeah, you don't want to do that. Like, and I'm I'm a big person of let your ego go. You know, like even when we're in the wrestling room, I'm like, this person, I'll let you take me down or whatever while we're drilling. You know, because I'm like, so you can learn. You know, like 
when it comes time for us to wrestle live, then I'll beat the crap out of you. But just let your ego go. So this girl like hit me in the back of the head. And I was like, did you just hit me? And the, I knew she hit me, but I'm trying to give her a chance. Yeah. And she like hits me again. And I'm like, all right. So I didn't want to rip my leather jacket. So then I took my jacket off and then she sees my muscles and stuff. And then she was like not fighting. I already gave her two chances and she was going in for the third. So I then we had a little scruffle, if you will. And uh, I came out on top. But after that, I was like, all right, Jakar, you got to go. Cause the police was coming. I had to get out of there. But like, you know, like you have to, that was the only time, but I gave the benefit of doubt and I told her like, you don't want to do this. I tried every stop, like, don't hit me. Oh no. Ouch. That hurts. Yeah. Even though it didn't, you know, but I tried to let my ego go, but it didn't happen. But after that, I haven't gotten any fights. That was like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's lucky for everybody else, man. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. So how old were you? I mean, when you, when you actually started wrestling, were you like a teenager? Yeah, I was like 16 or 17. Wow. Okay. Actually. And how old yeah. are you now? 20, I just turned 27. Okay, so we've been wrestling like 10 years. Yeah. Um, were, and were, were it wrestling girls or were you wrestling boys at the time when, when you first started? So there was three girls on my wrestling team, and but our uh, team was like joined with boys and girls, so we wrestled boys. They took me to some of the like boys tournaments. Like my team wasn't good at all, so we never like made it to like we made it to like the North Coast section duels and stuff, and I got to wrestle against boys there. But like we never made it to like state tournaments. There was like one guy who made it, and he was like the talk of the school for like the next ten years. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <the tournament? laughs> huh? He made it to the state tournament. Yeah, he made it to the state tournament, okay. and he was like, they were like, oh, he's so good. I mean, he was good. Well, for our team, yeah, but yeah. like, yeah. But I wrestled him all the time, and he was my wrestling partner. But I wrestled him so just mostly wrestling guys growing up and then when I got to college I feel like that's what kind of put me ahead of the curve because girls aren't really as rough as boys when it comes to college you know yeah so when you when you got to college is that when you immediately saw um I guess a difference in and where you stood in the pack were you like floating to the top oh yeah for sure like uh so the first time I went to like college nationals, I got second. And then the next time I went, I like won it. But like throughout the, I think I was like undefeated in college for like three years or something like that. It was like, <laughs> I yeah. think I was undefeated in college for three years. Yeah. But like, it was like, it was still like hard because when I went to college back in my day, yeah. all the people on a senior level was still like, I had Helen. She was in a different weight class, but like Helen was there. Allie was there. Uh, who else? Helen, Allie, Jen Page, like Julia Salata, Sarah Hildebrandt was like my rival in college. It was, oh my goodness. It was a deep squad. But uh, yeah, college was, it definitely made the difference. You know, like I feel like there's a big leap from high school to college and then from college to the senior level. Jakara, you got it done at the World Championships this year, or 2019. Um, did you kind of always know that that you had World Championship potential in you, or was there a time when you came to believe that and, and kind of accepted that that's where you are going to go? Um, so I never, I never really had a dream of going to the Olympics or being on a world team or any of that stuff because I was literally just wrestling for fun and like, oh, this is just playing with my friends. But, and then, like, I actually started, like, 
I think I got serious in 2017 when I didn't make the world team because I missed weight and then I had hell in the first round. And I was like, damn. But <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, – Wait, what was the question? Sorry, I was ranting. Just, just did you did you always like know that you could be a world champ, or when did when did you start to believe? Oh, that? I started. To, well, Clarissa Chen would always tell me, like, because she would like we work out together and stuff. She'd always be like, "Man, you're a beast, man. As soon as you put it all together, you're gonna be dangerous, you know. Like, you're gonna be world champion." I'm like, "Nah, stop, man. I wanna be like you, you know." Like, so it was always she would tell me that, and but I didn't believe it for myself, you know, because I'm like, "Oh, these people are so good," but I'm like losing to these people by one point, you know, and it's stupid stuff that I'm doing that I'm not knowing. And I think just when I really started believing it is when I started being like realistic with myself and telling myself, you need to get better. It wasn't the ref's call that made you lose matches. It was your call because China, I would always tell China like, man, I lost this match because the ref said this. And she's like, no, it's hard. Think about it again. I'm like, no, he said this. Like, and then, you know. So once I started being accountable, that's when I started believing. Hmm. And then when I started believing, I was like, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna beat you. Like it, it literally, it's clear. That's why. It, and Adeline told me she was like, sometimes it's gonna be easy because you're that good. You know, like it will be that even like at World Championships. And I was like, I'll get in on a takedown, like on their legs and I let go I'm like that was too easy you know? yeah. and it, it's just weird like when you're at a certain level you think it's going to be like this is too easy but it's easy because you work hard yeah um I feel like our women's team uh, the potential Olympic lineup is I think we were talking about this the other day right uh, like a, a medalist or a champion at every weight you know how have you seen the progression of the USA women's wrestling over the last few years like you're kind of almost on a, the similar trajectory yourself uh I think it's just from like looking at what happened in Ottawa and stuff like that, it's grown so much. It's so much more competitive. And actually a fun fact about that. And I think it was like 2014 or 2015, all of the people, the whole team, the four women that went in Ottawa, we were all in the same weight class. <laughs> Everybody, me, Kayla, Helen, Sarah. Yeah. Wow. Cause I remember Sarah wrestled all of us at the tournament. That's you know, funny. it's like weird, but it's like that, like we have a lot of depth in the men's team at each weight, but there's some weights on the women's team that have more depth, but it's just, it is crazy how like we have to wrestle each other in practice and it makes us better. You know, we're wrestling the top people at these national team camps, you know, like I'm wrestling Helen, who's Olympic champion. I'm wrestling Sarah, who's the world silver medalist. You know, you get the best of everything at practice. So I think that helps us progress. Absolutely. Um, What's it going to take for Team USA to beat Japan in women's wrestling? Honestly, just not letting the name Japan get to you. You know, they are easier to take down than you think. They're easier to do stuff to than you think. I think everybody just thinks, oh, it's Japan, you're supposed to lose to them. Oh, it's Japan, they're super good. But they're just like any other people. When you get to their leg, they don't like that. They start belling out, you know. Once you get past this little tap, 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 touch thing, it's pretty much an even match. If you wrestle your match, you will beat Japan 10 times out of 10. It's because people start playing their game and that's when people get beat. But if you stick to your game plan going in there, like Helen, she at the Olympics, she stuck to her game plan. She pressured and pressured, did her hand fighting, and she beat Sayori or Yoshida, whatever her name is, you know? 
she beat her because she stuck to her game plan. I beat Japan when I beat Japan because I stuck to my game plan. Adeline beat Japan because she's she. They, we don't get talked into wrestling their style. You know, if you go in there with a firm belief and have confidence in your training, you definitely will beat them each time. So you you feel like maybe there's a mystique that's overdone a little bit with them. Yeah, for sure. Because they're, they're beatable. Everybody's beatable. You yeah. know, everybody has. I've been beaten right after World Championship. Helen's been beaten after Olympics. Jordan Barrow's been beaten. Kyle Snyder's been beaten. Everybody, Yoshida was beaten. Ijo was beaten. Everybody, if you have prepared the right way and done everything you need, the best wrestler will win on that day. You know, everybody's beatable any day. I don't think anybody is unbeatable. So, And I think people think, oh, this person won the Olympics three times. They can't be beat, you know? Like, no, it believe in yourself and you'll shock the world yeah um we were just talking to Jaden, and I, he did run over a couple minutes can you repeat to the world what you texted me about Jaden talking <laughs> okay so you told me that Jaden was still on i was like damn Jaden talks so freaking much he does like he'll i walk into the wrestling room he'll be at practice and he'll start talking to me and stuff. And Kevin Jackson looks at me and I'm like, it's not me, it's him. He's talking to me. Don't yell at me. Or he like, he'll be doing a circuit. He'll stop, talk to me for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, sorry, you're done. He's like, now nah, I'm going to go get this set. And I'm like, but you just talked to me. You're cool down. Like, how do you But it's always something of substance, you know, but he talks a lot. It's 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 a good time, but he does talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's always a good time. And it can, it's like a... Let the string go and and, and hook it with it, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and and another thing I like about you is you know like you have a, you have personality and you're not not afraid to let it show. You know you like up there flashing, smile at the cameras during press mm-hmm. conferences, and you know do you enjoy that kind of uh, I guess spotlight or or just, you know hamming it up if you will? I just enjoy being myself. Like I think the worst thing you can do is once you get the camera on you start changing and being this person like yeah i'm catholic but i'm not gonna change myself for the thing and like force my beliefs on somebody or do this do that i'm you live how you want you do how you do this is just how i am every day i've gotten like emails and stuff and people are like you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do this i'm like I'm sorry, are you Jakarta Winchester? No, you're not. I'll do what I want. <laughs> and this is just, I'm just a person that I am. I feel like I have one life and I live it the way that I want to. What What are people emailing to you about? This sounds absurd. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so some guy was like, uh, I think it was a guy. I don't know. They were like, you don't always have to say fuck on the TV screen <laughs> or you don't always have to post that. Blah, blah, blah. There's young kids watching. And I'm like, I guarantee those young kids say that word, too. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not the only one. Once everybody in the world stops saying the F word, maybe I'll think about not saying it. <laughs> but I'm going to continue. This is just how I talk. I, It's just my personality, you know? And he kept, like, going on. And I was like, okay, I just want to let you know that I am going to block you. But before, I'm going to report you. Just so you know you got on my nerves. I'm going to report you, then I'm going to block you. If you tell me how to live my life, you get blocked. You know, I don't take any of that in cons- into consideration because I don't think anybody is – I think everybody's equal. You're not better than me to tell me how to live, you know? So I just think you should live the way you want to. Live the way you want to. That's a great mantra. Yeah. I freaking like it. Um, 
So like, what's what's the rest of the day gonna look like for you in in like this little cubicle you're in? Uh, Laura and Louis were trying to talk me into doing the incline, but okay. I ain't doing that. I ain't never doing that again. <laughs> uh, so I'm probably going to either Norma Tech and maybe go buy a bike and do biking and stuff. Maybe buy a car, actually. I'm planning on buying the... I know, that it sounds weird. Like, I've, been, <laughs> I've been trying to get a Jeep, and I've been trying to set a day to just go buy one. And I think today might be the day. Because I keep going back if I want, like, the Rubicon or, like, the Sahara or whatever. But I'm like, shit, you got money. Do what you want. So yeah. I'm going to do what I want, and I think I'm going to buy a Jeep today. Cool. I mean, like, you, you've been thinking about this, and, like, now it's, you just... Made the decision right now, or like, was this on your mind well, before we yeah. called? I've been like looking and taking screenshots of cards, and I'm like, you're gonna keep doing this forever. So you might, and you ask me, what am I gonna do today? I'm like, I got a little time, I got a little money, so I might as well do it. Is yeah. the car dealership open? Does anybody? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the cars are low. They are so low right now. Like they are. This is any time. I mean, I'll show up in a mask and gloves. And yeah, stuff, yeah, by all. But I mean, yeah. like. Cash talks, man. He's not going to turn me away and say, no, I'm not going to sell you this Jeep when you're sitting here with all this money and I get a commission <laughs> off of it, you know? So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'll let you guys know. Yeah, okay. yeah. If you get a Jeep, uh, we need to, like, you know, you post a picture and we need to see For this sure. What color? Black. Either black or dark gray, like gunmetal gray. Cool. Ooh, they call that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's called gunmetal gray. Uh, hard top or soft top? Hard top. I just feel like soft top looks so cheap. Yeah. I'm a woman of class. Whoa. <laughs> she <laughs> also says fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to take it off road like right away? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll meet uh, Lauren at the top of the mountain or something. Like that. <laughs> maybe, maybe pick her up or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just like. I wanted to get like a BMW, but I was like, I'm not going to want to take that into the mountain. You know, uh, I'm not going to put my 200 pound St. Bernard in there. Like I got to have something that I want to put like youth everywhere and do everything with. Wait, you have a St. Bernard in that room with you? No, not in this room. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I tried to, but they told me no. Okay. They, they was not having it. Like they, there's some people with like uh, dogs here, like the, emotional support or like the blind or whatever but and i tried to get one because i literally like didn't like i have a disability so yeah. i'm like all right well but i guess it doesn't they're like we have fire alarms just because you can't smell doesn't mean that you need a dog in your room <laughs> i want to hear about your last trip to the incline because it or for there's some reason yeah come on i knew oh, you'd have a good story it. bring oh. it no it's not even just a good story okay so the first time I ever went was in 2013. And for some reason, I vowed never to do it again. And then Lauren talked me into it uh, January 1st of this year. And that was the worst fucking pain that I ever felt. <laughs> my after, my ankles hurt. What is it? Your ankles? Like my ankles, my hamstrings, my every part of my body hurt. And I was like, so you know how they say before your match, blow out your lungs and rest. Yeah. I never, in wrestling, I have never felt that way. Yeah. Like, I have never, like, I felt like I was going to cough up blood. I did not feel like an athlete, and I never want to feel that way again. <laughs> so I never, I will never do it again. And yeah. for those who don't, who've never done it or don't know what it is, describe the incline. It's like, I think it's, was it 1,400 or 14,000 steps? Just 
at different levels. So they fix it because before it used to be like, there'll be some steps that are here, here, pipes all over the place and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just a straight incline going up. You're just walking. It takes, I think Sarah does her in like 29 or 30 minutes. Uh, Lauren does her in like 32 or 35. I think Jaden's at like 30 or 29 or something like that. I was at 50 minutes 50? and I'm an athlete. Yeah. And that was me hauling ass going up to the top and then me dragging up. I was like crawling up. And Lauren, I saw Lauren because she passed me and then I was like, oh, did you wait for me here? She was like, no, I went up and I came back down for you. And I was like, ah, you could have just stayed up there actually. <laughs> I, I grew up in Colorado Springs, so we used to do it some. And like the worst part is if you take a break, you think, okay, now I'm going to feel fresh. And then like one or two steps later, you're just as tired as you were before you took a break. Horrible. Yeah. Yes. And I felt bad because I knew that I was not the same person when I saw some girl fall and she reached her hand out for me and I kept going because I wasn't going back. Going like back. I, I knew that. I was like, Jakarta, this incline is changing. You, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> In any type of other circumstance, I would have helped that girl. But at that point, I was like, my lungs are burning. If I go back for you, I'm not going to be able to get up. I, I'm actually on a good time right now. Yeah. I was like a pretty good distance runner, you know. And so we, we went out there in college one time and we're going up it. And I'm like walking and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to jog. And then I jogged for like 30 feet and then I sat down for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? All right. This is great. I'm like passing like yeah. like a Chris Bono or somebody. And then I was like, oh, no, these guys know what they're doing. I'm toast yes. yeah yeah it's, it's horrible so what would it take for you to to, to go do that again what would we have to I'm get not going what to if i actually. gave you a jeep i would do it if you <laughs> it only if it was rubicon if you gave me like the regular jeep like no the, <laughs> rubicon with the black and gray yeah no for sure i would i would probably try to run up it then if you were offering that but what are the odds of you offering that yeah, so pretty probably pretty, pretty bad <laughs> especially in these trying times <laughs> uh, well shoot your car we're, we're just about at the end of the hour but um i really appreciate you coming on i want to give you the last word anything you may want to say a message a joke a shout out nothing yeah okay knock knock i'm just kidding i want to tell how knock, knock no come on just, <laughs> i don't have any actually i have a whole bunch of knock knock jokes but uh let me give you a second let you think of one no i got like five i'll do like two okay I, perfect okay knock knock Who's there? Kentucky. Kentucky who? Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's actually a joke. Okay, let's see what other one I get. That's great. That's great. It's so obvious. Stupid, right? Could be like. I can't believe I'm laughing. Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) Okay. What else? Okay, actually, that was the best one. That was probably. The best one. <laughs> okay, I, I can't follow that up with the other one. I should have used the other one than that one. <laughs> you can go. Come on, you don't want to regress. Uh, no, I feel like the other ones aren't as good as that one. <sighs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, it's hard that to beat. It. All right, fair enough. We'll, we'll leave it on that. Jakara, really appreciate the time. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day and your your workouts and and your room and uh, you stay safe out there. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Have Thanks, a good one. Jakara. All right. The always entertaining uh, and fun Jakara Winchester, man. Kentucky. Imagine Kentucky. being <laughs> – imagine, imagine being the the person who tried to start a fight with Jakara. <laughs> oh, man. Poor girl. Yeah. I, are you, 
stop hitting me. And she, like, I took my shirt off, or my jacket off, and... Yeah. Yeah, she... Bad idea. Bad idea. Jakar is, is beastly. So, really appreciate her coming on. Jordan Cutler, Nico Megaludis, Jaden Cox, and Jakar Winchester. Uh, a solid show. What's today, Wednesday? It is. It is Wednesday, so... Um, we don't actually have a full show lined up for tomorrow. We will, but we do have, um, I think, Matt Storniolo and Stephen Abbas. Got a couple other question marks. Don't want to throw any names out there until we have them locked in. But, um, yeah, what was your any, – any takeaways from today? Any final words from you, David? Um, man, you know, uh, crazy to hear just the, the range of, of perspectives on, um, on this whole event cancellation or postponement yeah. thing. I mean, Jakar is like – Whatever. One year, push Olympics back a year. I'm, that's fine. I'm ready to go. You know, Nico, it's like, man, it's, you know, I know it's not good for everybody, but for me and recovering, it's, it's a good thing. And Jaden's like, man, it's hard, you know, hard to, um, hard to process. So it's, it's, you know, it's, I think I assume I know how these, how these athletes or coaches are feeling about this. And, uh, it's just really interesting to hear that it's not always the way I think they're going to be feeling about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's great to hear that perspective. Really appreciate them um, taking a few minutes out of their day to chat with us and, and hopefully entertain some people, inform some people. Uh, coming up right after this, we have Flow T Flow Wrestling 24-7. I think I said it earlier. Every single Jordan Burroughs match on Flow Wrestling from Man. now until like midnight Eastern. So throw it on your Roku, Apple TV if you got nothing else going on. And we'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for tuning in. Adios.